They're loading into the barriers. Moods, Mytho, Rog and the Rain Man. And they're underway for Moody on the Mic. Another edition of Moody on the Mic, a Group 1 edition, the most informed podcast in the country. If you follow the tips here, you're doing pretty well at the moment. I'm Roger Aldridge. Joining me is the man who's tipping up a bigger storm than most. He can also train a horse or two. Peter Moody, how are you, Moods? Great to be back, Rog. Uh, Easter weekend coming upon us. Unusual, isn't it? It's usually Doncaster Derby weekend. But with things, uh, the way they've transpired in Sydney, uh, we've still got one more week at Rose Hill with the Golden Slipper being put back. And what a great day's racing that was. Five Group 1s, Golden Slipper Day. And possibly for the first time ever, we saw the Golden Slipper overshadowed by uh, champion Mayor, very elegant, uh, defeating the, the European gun, Adabe. Uh, great racing and looking forward to this weekend. Yeah, we'll certainly get to that very, very shortly. And uh, just some breaking news. Anthony Mithen is out of the closet. And by what I mean is the closet he's been recording the podcast from for the last <laughs> two weeks. We've been getting complaints on iTunes that the audio has been muffled. Mitho, have we got you loud and clear? I've got the headphones on. I hope everyone can hear me today. Um, I, I tip, everything I tipped won, by the way, so you, you missed out on a treat, Ladbrokes punters. Um, <laughs> actually, that's that's a, a shade of a lie, but I, I actually tipped a few winners. Uh, not as many as Moods and not as good as you, Rog. That's three weeks in a row, best bet home for Roger the Dodger. So let's not under, underestimate our captain, our captain, uh, Roger Aldridge, doing a wonderful job on the uh, on the tipping front on Moody on the mic. But um, Moods, it was it was all you. you. You tipped the golden slipper winner. You tipped uh, very elegant. Uh, what else? Eduardo was the oh, best bet. Eduardo, Eduardo the best sevens. bet. Um, yeah. you, just, you just can't yeah. train a winner for us. Well, I tipped a quarter of the Golden Slipper field, so I narrowed my chances down of, of selecting the winner there. But uh, wasn't a good stay inside. And, uh, yeah, no, the only one I can't uh, get a winner for is the, the mighty uh, gate crasher of Rosemont Stud. But uh, we've been undefeated for a while. We haven't had a loser for a while either, so that's a positive. It'll happen. It'll happen. Now, of course, uh, technical difficulties last week um, for uh, for the Raymond. So I just want to I just want to check. <laughs> Have we got you there? Rain Man, have we got you? I'm here, Rog. Loud and clear, hopefully, this week. Okay. Major Tom's there. Well, uh, okay. Well, just as well, because we, we needed you uh, to run through the prices. We can't rely on Mitho yet again. And, and you're obviously the leading analyst. Moots. Well, like we touched on off air, Rog. Very unusual circumstances this week, too. Because uh, you, myself, and Mitho uh, in Victoria joined... All the freedoms of the, this great state that we live in. And we got rocks, rotten eggs, shit thrown at us for months on end when other parts of the country were living free and we were in lockdown. Well, the boot is firmly on the other foot. Our little man, Major Tom, is in lockdown. Brisbane is in lockdown. Uh, very sad. Listen, very sad that you've got to go through it for three days, Tommy. We went through it for about nine months. I don't know how you'll handle yourself. I hope you've run out and bought all the toilet paper, (laughs) uh, stocked up all the pasta, the flour, the sugar that you needed to get you through three days. Yeah, you know, Rog, we're we're halfway through now. It's been tough, but we're looking to hopefully get through on the other side, be back out by, uh, by Saturday. But... Uh, in all seriousness, uh, it's been a bit touch and go here the last few days. And uh, according to the market, we've got a better chance 
of uh, having lockdown ended before Friday than you do of training a group one winner on the weekend, even though I'm quite keen on both of yours. Oh, well, that's a, a little barb throw. We will get to the group ones and, and, and Peter Moody's chances right. of the group ones uh, in the next segment. Just Let's just harp back, though, and Moody's has already touched on it briefly. Um, very elegant and a deep. It was just a, a, an absolute classic contest, a contest for the ages on Saturday. And, and the best part is we get to see it all again uh, in a couple of weeks. It was classic off-road racing at its best. A deep, under hard riding from Tom Marquin sort of 600 metres from home. But as we saw the previous year, he really fought on strongly and uh, took every bit of effort out of uh, very elegant to, to get over the line. You've got to remember, Adib probably didn't have the perfect run in. He had a little veterinary issue in the week leading in and uh, a few other things uh, maybe against him. And the drying track, probably uh, not so much to his advantage, but uh, it's just great to see our top thoroughbreds show that they're as good at the, in that distance range, at a mile and a quarter, mile and a half, our best mare has beaten one of the world's best. And I can't say they sent down the second or third Raiders or the handicappers from Scotland this time. This horse went home after his triumphs here last year and beat the best weight for age horses in the land up there. I think it was a, a huge win for very elegant legacy uh, in the Randwick Stakes on Saturday. Because I think now, obviously, she's not in that Winks. Maccabi Diva, Black Caviar, Echelon. But I think she's now sort of in that level of great mares just behind that group. She's now, she's won a major. She's won a Caulfield Cup. She's beat one of the, the best horses in the world at, in, at Wait for Agent and Rampant Stakes. She's won a Tancred. She won an Oaks and a Vinery as a three-year-old. She's basically done it all now. And she just keeps coming back season after season. So um, I think when we we look back, we especially early in her career, we, we definitely underrated her, and I've been guilty of it as well. I, I didn't think she'd be good enough to, to win that race on Saturday, and she's she's come out and proved me wrong once again. So she's a genuine superstar that would measure up in any weight-for-age race anywhere in the world, in my opinion now. So it's great for great for racing, great for Australian racing. And uh, as you said, Rog, cannot wait for the Queen Elizabeth uh, in two weeks. That's going to be another challenge for her. Yeah, we did... Uh obviously touch on the golden slipper as well. Eduardo would have got our punters a, a heap of cash, but we did say that staying so I'd spoken to Tommy Berry. You guys have spoken to the owners. We gave it a good push here too. It was a dominant slipper win. And I think uh, statistically, I think it's the highest rated slipper win for many years. Uh, it was super years, impressive. Yeah. yeah. For those that missed last week's, um, last week's podcast, um, Henry Field was good enough to tell Moods and, and myself um, last week leading up to it that he bought into four of the horses and um, stay inside was the pick, despite the fact Profiteer was the, the one the money had come for. And uh, gee, didn't he do it in, in dominant style? Um, he's a son of extreme choice. Extreme choice, I'm told, will cover only 30 mares this year. What a tragedy that is, uh, a, a sporting tragedy or a breeding tragedy. He's got fertility issues and um, he's a bit like Moods. He just just doesn't quite get in the mood as often enough these days. So um, he's uh, he, he's got some libido issues that that mean that he just doesn't rise to the occasion as often as most. But um, he'll um, he'll cover his thirty mares, and and this 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 horse obviously will come in and and fill that barn spot for Henry Field and the team at Newgate Farm, um, being the son of Extreme Choice. So um, well done to to the crew, dominant horse, uh, best in ten years they say. To show you all how to lad broke it. Kachingos! We've lad broke the Ladbrokes app and made it faster than ever before. Never miss a minute of the action with the new and improved Ladbrokes app. Download it today.
But let's not stop there. Let's land, bro! Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. All right, let's kick yep. things off. A massive Saturday. We're going to start in Sydney at Rose Hill. We're going to start in race four with the Emancipation Stakes. And, Rayman, obviously there's a runner near and dear to uh, our hearts here on the Moody on the Mic podcast, uh, Crone, who, uh, well, look, we're not getting double-figure odds for the first time in a while, and we've made a fortune off her so far. Where do we find her in the market, and has there been a push? Yeah, three starts in a row. We got double figures and she got the job done. Crone now in the emancipation is $3.10. The shortest price she has been for a number of starts. I think probably the shortest price she's been since she's been with uh, Tony Gollan. So you can't knock her. She's absolutely flying, but she doesn't get into this race anywhere near as well as she has in her recent starts. But you don't knock a mare in form. Nimalee on the second line of betting. A little bit of early money for all Saints Eve. And then you've got Ice Bath there as well. Uh, I'm not that I'm not crone. She's absolutely flying. As we've said, we've been uh, we've followed her basically all the way through this preparation. And she's uh, delivered to us and the punters in spades. But uh, this race does look a lot tougher. Just the way, she, where she gets in, the weights. And also with the the $3.10, I, I can't dive in there. I'm still the president of the fan club, but I won't be on this Saturday. I think the value here is Ice Bath. Uh, doesn't win out of turn, this horse, but she is a, a very consistent performer, very rarely runs a bad race. And I think this could be the right, the right race for her. So she's currently $7.50, which I think is over the odds for a, a horse of her ability. So I'm with Ice Bath here, but obviously we st- we'd still like to see Crane run, run well. I spoke to Tony Golan today, and I know that Mitha hasn't yet, but uh, I did uh, for racing.com, and he said she's as good, if not better, than going going into this race than she was last. And obviously, the mare in form is a, a great philosophy, and she hasn't put a foot wrong, but, gee, she's short, Mitha. She is. $3.10 is, um, is as short as she's been in that I can remember. Um, but uh, as, as Rain Man so succinctly put it, uh, you know, mares in form. You you you've got to you've got to pay them some respect. So um, I can't believe you're tipping ice bath. That's a nonsense. It's a dead set wet tracker, and they've and they've seen sunshine since uh, that deluge uh, ten days ago. They're going to be racing on a good track. Um, that brings All Saints Eve into it. The other Rosemont bred. Rosemont part-owned uh, runner. So this week we can Quinella the Emancipation with All Saints Eve and Crone. Crone, All Saints Eve. I don't care which way, um, but she's uh, won the won her Group 3 on a good track. Uh, she ran really well in the Group 1 behind Crone. Um, she'll be giving her a bit of curry, but uh, Crone, the informer. Um, Tony Golan doing a good job. He's uh, punched around the winner for us in the colours uh, today at Doombin, in fact, moves. Kravitz. Lenny got the prize uh, for honour of my old mate, Lenny Alford, who we buried today. He's a, a great man of the Newtown Footy Club, Lenny Alford. And uh, Lenny Kravitz got the prize at Doombit. She's done a tremendous job, this mayor, and I, I can't tip away from her this week. She's just drawn to get the sweet run. Timmy Clark's formed such a great affinity with her. She's just going to suck up the fence behind them, probably be a third pair. And uh, they seem to open up there nicely at Rose Hill, uh, even though she's got the top weight of 58. I think she's very well placed here and... Uh, you know, let, let's be honest, uh, you know, outside of Quantum Mechanic has been working through the grades. Uh, you know, her, her winning strike rate of recent times is just far superior to anything in this race. I'll certainly be backing for Crone, but uh, I'm not <laughs> sure I'll be betting at, uh, at the $3. We're going to look now, we're going to go to race six, which is the binary, the group one. And uh, this is uh, this is going to be all about you, Moods, but let's just get the market from uh, from Rayman. I think Rayman's got a fair interest here too, because he might have taken your horse uh, at very big odds for this week. Right, man. Yeah. 
Harmony Rose is the favourite here at $2.80. A bit of early money for Hungry Heart from Chris Waller. Then we've got the Oaks winner, Personal. They're the only, only horses at single-figure odds. Force of Wills there. And then we've got Moods down there at $15. Princess Rennes, $16 into $15 this morning. And I think it's a, a really open edition of the Vinery Stud Stakes. Like Harmony Rose was very good in the Randwick Guineas. That form stacked up fairly well, but... Can't go to her anywhere near as short. Then you've got Personal, who's an Oaks winner, but not a not an out and out winner. And you can say the same with Hungry Heart, both horses who have run a lot of seconds and thirds during their career to date. So I think Moods is uh, in this race up to his eyeballs with the uh, with his lightly raced filly. Her win uh, at Ballarat was just extraordinary, really. Uh, the way she found the line after doing a, a, a ton of work late and uh, beat a pretty good horse there in the Salto Angel, who then came out and ran really well in the uh, St. Ledger at Bendigo uh, the other day. So I am on at, uh, at a nice little price in future. So uh, I'm talking out of my pocket a little bit, but I honestly think that she has every possible chance in a really open race. And we've seen before the binary stud stakes can throw up a lightly raced filly, like uh, Montoya's secret one for the Corstens with a uh, no, no Kello in the, in the saddle a few years ago uh, on off the, of a, a fairly similar form profile. So it's certainly not out of the ordinary that uh, a lightly raced filly can come out and win the binary and uh, hopefully Moods can do it on Saturday. As you look at Moods, you go into this race uh, confident. You, you, off a, off a win at Ballarat in your group one, you must rate her pretty highly. Uh, listen, she's a nice staying filly with a good progression ahead of her. She will be better for the experience, Sydney way of going, even though she's done a lot of her education up in Queensland at Prechester Lodge. Um, you know, but just actual race experience, you know, these mayors have all uh, done significant racing and, and racing at the top level. They're, they're sort of battle-hardened where she's not. She's going to go in as the young schoolgirl amongst uh, some of these more mature, sort of, you know, fit, tough, ready three-year-old fillies. So I, I think the races amongst the top three, Hungry Heart was very good in the file up the other day. And Chris Waller, we know, used that race as a launching pad to much better things for a lot of his horses over the last decade. And uh, I think she's certainly the one to beat with great respect for personal Harmony Rose. You've got to respect the, the Guineas form. We saw Mahunga come out of that race and win the Rose Hill Guineas last week. Personal, a VRC Oaks winner. I think Princess Rainey's can run well, but I think she'll be much better placed in the ATC Oaks in two weeks' time. Well, I, I, I'm just naming none of this from Peter Moody. I am, I am just loading up Princess Rani's. Uh, he's been, he's been at me. He joined us at Rosemont about four years ago as our racing manager, and he drummed it into me time and time again. You just take horses up through their grades. You just let them get to their level quite naturally. You don't force the issue. What's he done? Gone straight from a Ballarat maiden to a Group One race in the Sydney Carnival over the, the championships. Like, I mean. If if that's not the biggest lead ever to just be all chips in Princess Rani's, I'll go he. So punters, just take a bank loan, mortgage the house, get involved here because when Peter Moody says go, you go. And and he's just looking after himself here with the 15 bucks on lad brokes. Trust me. Go, go, go. Well, I hope Peter. you're right with that. Race seven on the program is the other group one at Rose Hill. It is the Tancred Stakes. And Moods, you've got another runner here before we get your thoughts on Nickajack Cave, who we haven't seen uh, race in your name, haven't seen race in Australia. Uh, what's the market doing, Roman? 
Very open race. This one, the Ludbrokes Cox Plate winner, Sir Dragonet, is the favourite at $5.50. Not much between him, though, and Star Kiwi Man, Melody Bell. Toffee Tongue's right there in the market. Angel of Truth comes out of that Ranvert. Spirit Ridge, Mirage Dancer, they're all single-figure odds. Then Nikijak Cave is right there at $16, along with uh, Crawford Cup place get of the chosen one. So it's a really good race, this Tan Crew. Uh, I think there's a fair few winning chances. Really, I'm really excited to see Nikijak Cave because we do know... Uh, that the form lines around him are outstanding. Obviously, beat home Twilight Payment, who went on to win a Melbourne Cup. Uh, we've got Melody Bell coming back uh, from New Zealand. She's been racing well over there. Doesn't have a huge amount of experience at 2,400, so I'd be interested to see how she fares this trip. Sir Dragon A showed uh, a semblance of his best form last week in that Rambit when it finished fourth. But I think the value runner here might be Mirage Dancer at the $9.50. was really good the other day uh, in the sky high behind Toffee Tongue. He's a horse that... Just goes to another level when he gets to 2,400 metres. Uh, he's finished third in a Caulfield Cup. He won the Metropolitan in the spring. And the horse he beat there was Mugatu, who uh, has uh, certainly gone on with the job. So his form at 2,400 metres is outstanding. I think they'll have him ready to peak for this exact race. So $9.50 you're getting from Mirage Dancer at the moment. I think that's well and truly the odds over the odds in a really open race. Well, you've said for a while with Nick and Jack Cave, you, you just don't know what to expect. And and as you head into a Group One race, would you would you prefer to have a bit more idea of what sort of horse you've got going out in your name? Yeah, well, I've got him fit and well and healthy, I believe, but uh, obviously not have race experience with the horse. I, I am guessing a little bit. I think he's thirty three weeks between runs, uh, in, going into a mile and a half weight for age race. I think the positives are I'm a little bit of a knock on two of the favourites. I think Sir Dragon is a dead set wet tracker and we're going to get a good surface on Saturday. And the mighty Kiwi mare, Melody Bell, I think she's a tremendous mile to 2,000 metre horse, but I can't have her at 2,400 metres being by uh, command. So I think that opens the race right up. What do you find to win uh, them out? You know, it's probably as open as the Sydney heads. And if my horse does find his best form, uh, at his first run here in Australia, he's got to be a great chance in the race. But I, uh, like Rain Man, I thought Mirage Dancer wasn't too bad the other day. The Chosen One's in his right distance range now. And Ch- Chapada uh, doesn't win often, but I think he's been racing well. So I, I think it's a very open race. Uh, I'm hoping mine can run well, uh, uh, but I need to see it to sort of really uh, learn some more about the horse. You said last week in a race that he was ultimately scratched from that, You'd been told that perhaps doesn't go as well going the Sydney way, but he would have worked in the last week or so. What have you? Have you what have you been told? I know you haven't been up yourself, but what have you been told from I, up north? I, I think it's been a blessing that the horse didn't run last week, and the extra week up his sleeve has been uh, beneficial to him uh, with a bit more experience that way. And I think the other key factor is the improving surface for him. Uh, his best form has certainly been on uh, good ground. All right, Mitho, what, uh, what horse in this race are you going to back that's by bloody Seamus Award or Star Spangled Banner or what have we got no, here that we haven't looked into? No, no, there's nothing there. This is just pure tipping genius from uh, my good self here. Chapada, I like it. Moods has mentioned it and um, uh, is, is probably the stayer in the field that um, is coming into form like the prep, fourth up at the 2,400. Uh, I want a ticket on it at $26. And uh, Toffee Tongue um, presents bred to be a stayer, looks like a stayer, behaves like a stayer um, in form, 750. You can back it each way with... Uh, with um, Tommy Mark Wandon. Uh, they're the two that I want to play on here. So I'm going to have a Quinella, Chapada and Toffee Tongue in this race and back them both at the good odds. All right, we're going to shift down to Caulfield now. If you do want a bit more in-depth look at uh, 
at Rose Hill. Just check out ladbrokes.com.au. Rayman would have done a full written preview of every single race, so uh, you can follow that in on the website. Let's go to the uh, Ned's Easter Cup, Rayman, and um, Persan gets in here as favourite, but what's where's the early money been? Yeah, Persan, pretty solid favourite here, Roger. The $3.60 was a really good return to the races at the Valley on All-Star Mile Day. Platoon's been the early market mover, though, into $7.50. LaDonda B's there at eight fifty. Then it's double figures to rest. Uh, interesting horse returning the uh, Melbourne Cup winner from 2019, Val currently $19. But I found this uh, a pretty interesting but very open race. I think there's a, an interesting running from the Stokes stable here, Amade, uh, last seen in America, ran well in the Belmont Gold Cup. And uh, its form in Europe wasn't in the sort of tippy-top races, but definitely showed some ability. So it's an OTI-owned horse now with uh, Philip Stokes. It's uh, $12, so it should improve on whatever we see it it do in this race. But I think it's a horse that does have some upside, and it's a, it's a pretty pretty good race. But uh, I think it's the value here. I can't knock Persan, though. It's just a horse that... They keep raising the bar, and he just keeps on delivering. So there's no reason why uh, he can't he can't win again here as well. Mitha, have you got any particular thoughts on this one, mate? Oh, I I just love the I love the Parnham stable when they come from the west with a horse uh, for a carnival and platoon uh, shapes at the nice odds that you can back it each way. It's um, about a little bit of form at um, at, at uh, Bendigo last weekend, running second by an Ironclad, who I think is a is a is a really nice horse going forward. Ironclad, he might have Group One credentials um, written all over him. So um, I, I quite like platoon. They're they're an astute stable. They don't usually send them uh, back home without um, clunking something. And and this is a very clunkable race. Uh, so the, the Parnham stable have arrived in town with um, with, a, with a few for the Autumn Carnival here in Melbourne and Platoon won't go home empty-handed. He'll be winning on Saturday. So Platoon for me in the Easter Cup. Absolutely no idea here. Uh, just guessing, Mahamadeus, uh, Nick Ryan just recently moved from Caulfield, but this horse has been trained there for most of his career. And Luke Curry on board, big race jockey. Persan, greatest respect for him, but obviously drawn sticky. And what does that first up run just take the edge off him? So Muhammad is each way for me. When Mood says he has absolutely no idea, it, it's genuinely the case, but he would have had a quick look and he's still been nailing it, which makes it disgust me because if you do a heap of form and you can't get near it and you just have a five-minute look uh, and go, oh, yeah, I'll just pluck that out of my ass. Well, let's try and do it again. As we yeah, but Rog, Rog let's, let's face it. Most of our punters who are listening to this podcast are doing the form race to race two minutes before and having a 50, having a pineapple on something with 15 pots under their belts, hoping that they go home thousands of dollars richer. I mean, that's, that's our demographic. Let's not, let's not pretend we're anything else. And Moods, Moods, Moods is the king of that demographic. So I applaud Peter Moody for his last-minute <laughs> behaviour here. I love it. With that in mind, let's go to the Victoria uh, Handicap, which is uh, race eight on the program at Caulfield. And obviously a horse, another favourite of ours here on Moody on the Mind, Mr. Quickie, part owned by both Peter Moody and Anthony Mithin is, is in the race. And I think you've got a you've got a couple in here because iconoclasm, the old boys going around as well, Mitho. But where's the money going, Rayman? That's what we really want to know. You won't see too many more open betting races than this one, Rogers. It's basically $7 the field. Pretty brazen is the favourite at $7.00. Then you've got Age of Chivalry, Riddle Me That, Mr. Quickie, Sosie Bond. Uh, they're all in that sort of $7 to $11 range. Iconic class of a big price here for the old boys, $34. He wasn't too bad first up. So uh, 
it's a genuine dartboard, this race. Like, it's as open as they get. Pretty Brazen's a good mare, but drawn a little bit sticky. Mr. Quickie uh, can bounce back from that all-star mile effort. He's drawn wide as well, so I imagine he'll get a long way back in the run. So pretty open affair, but I do definitely, I think you can do worse than having uh, a little sneak each way bet on Iconoclasm at $34, the win $750, the place. We know uh, he's, uh, he runs well at Caulfield. He's got a good record at this distance as well. So uh, I think there's worse bets than Iconoclasm here each way. All right, Moots. We know you've got absolutely no idea, but it's seven bucks a field. <laughs> no one else has got any fucking idea either. So uh, you're Terry right. What do you like? Well, I'm going for one that's uh, probably fraught with danger. The claiming apprentice, Will Price, that can't claim in this race, the Hawks trained the Grey Worm. I thought uh, he's improved. Uh, you know, his runs have been even, but I think he might have found his right race here. Uh, drawn middle field. I think there'll be nice enough speed tempo in this race. Uh, to uh, give a horse like Mr. Quickie and a few of the back markers a chance to really get into it. Uh, but 63, uh, 60 and a half, gate 17, as, as much as I want to see Quickie get the coin, uh, I'm with the three Grey Worm uh, each way all day. And it'd be double each way odds for sure, Rain Man, I'd reckon. Yeah, $12 moods at the moment. I, I think good value. And if, you, if you've got a heart the size of a split plea like Mitha, you could bet each way. But if you've got a set of balls like me, go uh, straight out. And the best thing about Grey Worm is it doesn't matter what kind of track, he, he's going to put in a good, honest performance on a, on a good, soft or a heavy. Mitho, make a case for one of yours. Oh, really? Well, oh, if you make like, a case for like, both, the podcast will go for an hour and a half. It's like split, splitting your children, isn't it? Um, well, Mr. Quickie was stiff in the All-Star Mile. He got um, caught in the quicksand. He didn't like the wet. He got he was wide. Um, it, it, it all went it all went pear shaped for him. Um, he gets back on top of the ground. He loves the rattle of the rattle of the hooves underneath him. So if it's um, if, it, it might this weather's pretty nice down here in uh, in Victoria at the moment, um, and we're out of lockdown, so everyone's feeling pretty good about himself. So Mr. Quickie might just turn up feeling pretty good about himself as well. That barrier is a bit of a worry. He can't get a barrier when he gets conditions to suit. But um, I'll be I'll be with Mr. Quickie each way. To show you all how to land broke it. Giddy up and lad broke the winners this autumn carnival right in the mounting yard. Bring a little razzle dazzle and be part of the action. Download the Ladbrokes app for a better betting experience today. But let's not stop there. Let's lad broke the world! Gamble responsibly. Call 1 800 858 858. Best bets time here on Moody on the mic and kicking it soft is the resident Rayman. What do you got for us, Tommy? Yeah, very keen on this one this weekend. Rogues uh, headed to Rose Hill, race eight, number four, Rock in the Doncaster prelude. It's currently $4.60, which I don't think will last. I'll be getting on as soon as possible, punters. Uh, his first up run the other day uh, was really, really good. Uh, found the line really strongly to finish uh, third behind uh, I Am Superman. Think it over, ran second in that race, and then has come out and won a George Ryder. So the form line is pretty good there. And Rock, three from three, second up. So I think he'll make it four from four on Saturday. Drawn perfectly in barrier five. Brenton Abdullah in the saddle. And I just think he's the class horse in this field as well. So he ticks all the boxes for me. I think he's an outstanding bet. Best bet for a month. Three from three, going for four from four. That leads perfectly into my best bet because uh, that's exactly what I'm about to do. Uh, and I'm going to Rose Hill as well. Race three, number one, Sherry Tortoni. Obviously, uh, uh, Grand Slam put everyone to the sword uh, at Mooney Valley. But uh, I think Sherry Tortoni can certainly bounce back. 
a quality horse in a in a very very winnable race uh, race three number one Rose Hill Cherry Tour Tony Mitho. Rosemont Ruffy comes up uh, early at Caulfield um, of uh, the, the race three uh, Butter Blonde the two year old race uh, the reduced choice stakes and gee how quickly they forget twenty dollars Ladbrokes is betting about Butter Blonde now she ran third in the Ottawa Stakes through the Flemington Carnival behind a horse called Dosh who was uh, all set to line up as one of the favourites in the Blue Diamond uh, Butter Blonde we went one too many if moods had been uh, our racing manager, he would have stuck her in the paddock straight away, but um, I was calling the shots and we went to the bloody Ballarat Magic Millions race in the hope to get up to the Gold Coast in January. But uh, that didn't happen. She shouldn't have gone there. She should have gone to the paddock, but we've given her a good break. We've swallowed our medicine and she's come back bigger and better than ever. She trialled up beautifully under Damon Oliver uh, last week and she is ready for this at $20. $20. So you can back her each way till your heart's content. Four twenty, the place looks juicy. Butter Blonde, the Rosemont Ruffy. Listen, I think it's a very difficult weekend's racing. I've got to stick with my pick in the Easter Handicap, uh, Grey Worm at Caulfield. Um, race eight, horse number three, as my best of the weekend. He's going to be juicy each way odds. Put him in your multiples, put him in your quaddies, and uh, I think uh, settle on him. Uh, Moods Marvels, Princess Rainies, Nickajack Cave, like I say, both will be better for the experience at Rose Hill on Saturday. I do expect them both to run well, but we'll both improve out of it. Not saying they can't win, but expect them to both run well, but with good improvement. So uh, really looking forward to a great Easter. Be happy, be safe, be careful on the roads, people. But more importantly, owners, trainers and jockeys, let fast horses run fast. Let's broke it.